You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. It is officially Victory Sunday. It's Christmas Victory Sunday. So uh, good times, good times, good times. Um, We have got a decent amount of calls. We should be able to get through all of them, I would think. But um, we're going to go to the old way of doing things just for this, because it's just going to be weird going in reverse, because I'm guessing some of these calls are going to be, you know, prior to and then during and then the whole thing. So, um, yeah, that's what we're going to do. If you'd like to participate in the show, you can call in uh, at no expense to you, 608-501-0718. Just call and leave a message and we'll talk about it. New callers go to the front of the line. Why don't we go ahead and start with Joe the Janitor, who called at around 9 o'clock this morning. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Joe the Janitor. What's going on? From Connecticut. What's up? I just wanted to call in and wish you a Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to the Packernet Podcast. Um, pretty excited about the games yesterday on, uh, new, on Christmas Eve. Um, every game went our way, so... You know, I think we got like a 2% better chance of making the playoffs now. Something um, like that, yeah. We got to get this win today. Let's go down to Miami, have a Merry Christmas, and pound some Daltons. Uh, maybe we could, uh, you know, Packers, you know, we'll uh, pound some Daltons. F*** you, Dolphin! F*** you, Dolphin! I'm sorry, that that is going to happen probably 100 times this week, just so you know. This is a tuna meat. Grind them up. Steal this. Go pack go. Merry Christmas. Shalom. Shalom. What's going on, Ryan? This is Chris from Alabama. Hey. Hope uh you and yours having a Merry Christmas. Uh thirty minutes for game time, man. I'm kinda of behind on podcasts. Uh been kinda of crazy getting ready for these holidays. I get it. As you can probably probably imagine. But just calling in, man. Seems like everything has fell our way so far. Everybody that needed to lose has lost. So as long as we go in, handle our business, do what we got to do, we'll be good to go. Hopefully that's the case. I'm about to sit back and give me a hot cup of coffee and sell it in to see what we do, man. Uh, hopefully we can, can prove some naysayers wrong. With a victory, but we shall see. Go pack, go. You know, I'm I'm borderline nervous to even play these because I know if I would have called in at halftime, it would it would be something that I probably wouldn't want played <laughs> on here. But uh, no, I, I I think that is the question. Did we prove the naysayers wrong? I don't think so. 
I mean, I, listen, we should have. They just beat the Dolphins. We weren't supposed to be able to beat the Dolphins. We were not the favorites. Aaron Rodgers can't play in Florida. The Packers can't win. The Dolphins are better, blah, 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 blah. And the Packers won the game. But I have a feeling, without having really poked through much on social media, and we'll go through some of the videos, I'm sure Colin Coward has got some stuff to say, which, by the way, I can't wait for tomorrow to pull some receipts on him. That'll be funny. Um, but uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be, look, the Packers look terrible. The, the Dolphins just imploded. Uh, there's st- nothing's changed as far as my opinion. That's what I think is going to happen. All right, we're fast-forwarding now. That was at 11.13, half hour before the game. This is now 1.03, so we're into it, and we're in the rough part of the uh, of the game. Hey, what's going on? This old modified fight has been a minute. Hey. Uh, just calling because of that fake punt, which is like a terrible call. Oh, the like, fake punt, yeah. I mean, we only down a touchdown, and we way in already in their red zone, so it's, it's dumb as hell to call that. I don't know why. Especially on one. But anyway, I hope everybody's doing good. I'm just, you know, I'm just getting ready for hopefully to see Jordan Love play the next couple games. Uh, This game has been weird because I'm rooting for him, but then I'm also like, we need to lose because if we go to the playoffs, we're just going to get smashed anyway. Um, I know a lot of people have been, you know, talking about how we need to let Savage go and everything, which he hasn't played in this game yet, but. I think a lot of people forget that we picked up his fifth-year option. So it's I, I think he's on the team for at least another year. His contract is not up. So I'll see him another year or two. I can't remember. Um, so we actually probably should just play him more. Hopefully he get better. I mean, at least he got speed because Ford is not doing anything. Even one of the safeties is doing anything in this game, and it's looking terrible. Um and Rodgers is hot and cold. Just like, you know, you do the pass to Watson. If he had threw it in front of him, you know, it would have been good. He would have scored. And, but he didn't. He threw it behind him. So it's just mixed feelings. I'm sure a lot. I'm not the only one watching this game and just trying to figure out. Because, you know, I never want the team to lose. But at the same time, it's like, if we, we can't go to playoffs, we're not beating nobody. The way our team is playing defense is horrendous. So, but hope everybody's doing good. Have a happy holiday, Merry Christmas, and all the other good things. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and any other religious holidays that I don't left out. But God bless. Take it easy, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, the fake punt was rough. I mean, it's one of those things where. If he converts it, everybody says, wow, he's that was brilliant. He's so gutsy. Look at how great this team is. And if he doesn't, it's you're the biggest idiot on planet Earth. I mean, it, that's how it always goes when you go with more risk. And the funny thing is, if you don't go with things that you don't expect, everyone says you're too predictable. Right? That's sort of the double-edged sword. You know, if you're if you're constantly just running up the middle on on whatever, it's, it's, you know, you, you, everybody knows you're going to do that. But if you drop back and launch it 30 yards, it's like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? You didn't need that many yards. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I definitely wouldn't have done it. I understand that the whole game plan coming in was this is basically the Super Bowl and we're going to unload it. I, I I would agree that even still, um, Super Bowl or not, maybe save that from when you're on like the 40 at least. And also, like the announcer said, they were really loaded up 
And there should have been a, a check out of that. I'm guessing that's something that was not communicated from Rich to the players is, hey, if you see this, that, or the other, um, or, or, or better yet, they should have called a timeout. If, if the Dolphins are playing it where they're loaded up as though you're about to fake it, or if they're just blitzing, um, no, we're, we're, we're just going to, we're going to call a timeout. We're not going to do that. So, uh, that would be my thought, but I guess I decided to do it anyways. And, and the funny thing is you're, you're calling at the worst part of the game. And obviously you have a, this more negative view of what happened in the game. And as a result, you're saying we shouldn't even bother going to the playoffs because we're going to get sm- smoked anyways. There's a part of me that feels that way anyways. You know, I mean, listen, I, I really don't want to be negative. That was, that was awesome to see him battle back, and it was awesome to see him win the game, and it was awesome to see the defense rally the way that it did. You know, it looked like it was going to be a disaster. They couldn't stop the run. They're getting gashed. Every play is like a 30-yard pass, and the tackling was terrible, blah, blah, blah. And they iced that game with three straight interceptions, which, you know, you could put that a little bit on Tua, but I know that last pick, for example, at first I'm looking at that like, dude, dude, what is wrong with Tua? Then you realize what they did with that coverage, where it looked like they were playing man, which means his guy was going to come free right across, right behind Razul. Well, he plays sort of, I don't know if you call it combo or what, but he plays man to a point, and then he comes off him and he drops into coverage, and suddenly he's right where two is throwing. So that honestly, that's, that's a massive credit to Mr. Joe Barry. I can't speak to the other two, but that was just an absolute perfect call. I don't know if it's something they saw with Tua where he's reading these certain things and they made some kind of an adjustment, but it got to Tua in a big way because the dude threw three straight interceptions. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't matter. We're going to lose anyways. We were supposed to lose to Miami. We're going to probably supposed to lose next week. No, it wasn't pretty. Um, definitely is not playoff caliber football when you're bot. I mean, this this looked like beginning of the season where you're, you're botching handoff exchange between Aaron Rodgers and A.J. Dillon. You got guys slipping all over the field. Dillon fell. Nobody touched him. He just fell behind the line of scrimmage. Um, what, what were we, five yards away from the goal line? Rodgers takes a 15-yard sack. Um, how many times did we get in the red zone and go backwards? Just constantly. It was, it was, it was insane. But they still did it. And um, so we don't need to overreact to, you know, we're going to lose in the playoffs anyways. Let's just take it a week at a time. We took another step. You know, we, we, we can give up on the draft pick thing. That's, that's, again, if you're talking top three pick, all right, that's pretty serious. At this point, we're not going to get a good pick. We are not getting a, a, even a top 10 pick, I think, if we lose out. I don't know. I could look at it, but there's nothing else to really root for except a slightly higher pick. And, and at that point, what's the difference? I mean, we got Christian Watson in the second round. What, why give up on the playoffs? for the sake of, you know, moving from, like I said, what, pick 20 now, if we, if we get into the playoffs and get knocked out, we go from pick 20 down to, well, we get pick 15. I mean, who cares? Who cares? So we might as well, man. And look, certain things have improved. The defense, no question, although not perfect, clearly has massively improved. You look at the amount of points they've given up. You look at the turnovers. You look at a lot of different things. A lot of things seem to be getting better. Uh, the offense wasn't super pretty, but when it's on, it's looking real good. We still didn't really get to see Watson and Dobbs on the field at the same time. Plus, very man-heavy team, which kind of changed things up. 
um, away from how I expected it to go. That's why I said I think it's going to be a Christian Watson and Lazard game, and it kind of was till Watson ended up getting hurt. Um, but you know, I, I, again, I stand by the fact that you get up in the in the in the right team and you get them in a rhythm, especially when you're talking December in Lambeau. Uh, you get that run game going. I think you can see a real pretty game from this team. So let's just take the next two weeks. Let's do our best to win them. Let's find out what kind of a team we are by the time we get to the playoffs, because that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter how they played in October. It matters how they're playing in December by the time they get there. And if we get into the playoffs, as ugly as you might think it, it is, it's because we got there on the back of a five-game winning streak. So ugly or not, a five-game winning streak is worth something. I haven't called in in a while. Um, yeah, Jersey Mike. Uh, hey. I am about this close to losing my nerves on Aaron Rodgers because he's garbage. He's just garbage, okay? Not even just that. Matt LaFleur needs to take his head out of from his posterior, right? Because the longer he has it shoved up there, the longer we're going to be garbage. Aaron Rodgers is the problem. He's not throwing the ball well. Well, let me interject because I promise you, everybody right now, oh, look who called in too early. My thought, honestly, on this, and, and I'm sure you can pick one or two that that would be different, but just allow me to um, say it because it's a good line. The first half of this game is probably the worst I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers. The second half of the game, at least this year, the second half of this game might be the best I've seen him all year. I'm not kidding. The first half, every single pass was off. Every single, even the completions were off in the first half. Even the, the, the announcers once, oh, that was a great throw. No, it wasn't. It was behind him. You had how many times Christian Watson fell that one time? You know why? Because Christian Watson had to spin around. You had Lazard who had a drop. You know why? Because the ball was thrown behind. Every single pass was thrown in the back pocket of everybody. And that's if it even got to him. He missed Christian Watson. He took the 15-yard sack. Everything in that first half was just pure, hot, unadulterated garbage from Aaron Rodgers. Then in the second half, and maybe there's some bleed over first half, second half, I don't know, but it feels like that throw to Mercedes Lewis changed everything. That was one of the prettiest throws I've seen. And it wasn't just the throws. His throw to Tunyon was like a laser. It was one of those throws where I was like, did he, did he, what even happened? It looked fake. It was like a Madden thing where the ball is like magnetized to somebody. It was an absolute laser. And Tunyon didn't even have, he didn't adjust his speed at all. It's almost like he just ran. This is what made it seem fake. Like they just added a, a post editing after the fact. And they just had Tunyon running in a straight line and the ball just went right to him because he didn't have to adjust his speed. He didn't have to adjust where his body was. He just kept running and that ball just went right into his gut and he just kept on running. But not only that, how he was in the pocket was remarkable to me. He had spidey sense in the pocket in the second half. Not only was he able to stand in the pocket when he needed to, but every single time he escaped the pocket, it was at the last absolute millisecond. He was perfectly comfortable keeping his eyes down the field, and as soon as somebody's hand was just about to graze him, he took off and ran. And sometimes he would stop and throw and deliver a strike, and sometimes he'd keep on running. I don't know what exactly that was, but, but that's the best way. And, and listen, and I know there were other factors. The defense looked better in the second half, too, and all that. But you, when you said Aaron Rodgers is the problem, 
this might be the best argument for that. Aaron Rodgers was trash in the first half. Aaron Rodgers was godlike in the second half. Look at the difference. Look, I mean, the defense, same thing, but look at the difference in this game from the first half to the second half. Night and day. This is why we need really good Aaron Rodgers, and this is also why really bad Aaron Rodgers could be replaced with freaking anybody. I don't care. Because that version of Rodgers in the first half, you could literally replace with anybody. I don't care. Go get Gardner Minshew. Go get Zach Wilson. I don't care. Well, maybe not Zach Wilson. We don't want to get too crazy, but just about anybody to replace that guy in the first half, and I'd be fine with it. But second half Rodgers, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. That might have been the best I've seen him this entire year. Right? He's not making the right reads, okay? Run the football more. I mean, we go for it on fourth down, and because Rodgers can't complete the football to Christian Watson, right, because he just launches it over his head, because the guy has no idea how to hit him in stride, okay, what do we do? We, 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 we forget that we can run. And then when we decide to run, they're like, oh, by the way, because we already know that they can't throw it over our heads, they can't get it done, we know they're going to run, and we're going to stop it now. It's ridiculous. The play calling is abysmal. Okay. That's not even the worst part. The worst part is his defense and Joe Barry. I am sick and tired of watching guys run around wide open underneath and going for big games because everybody is out of position. I don't even know why we're playing this form of zone defense, but it's the form of zone defense that that literally makes everybody just dumb. They're like, I'm just going to stand in my spot here. And then on the Preston Smith fumble, everybody's just standing around that because they're crazy. like, oh, yeah, Preston got the sack. How, how is that everybody flying to the football? This defense doesn't deserve shit. Anyway, let's see if the game gets any better. It does. does, Jersey Mike. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was – and I, I want to – I'm excited to go back and watch it because even now – when I think back, aside from the turnovers, it's like they were kind of just bad the whole game. But I, I know that's not true. And I know, I'm, I, you know, my brain is kind of scattered all throughout in my, you know, selective memory, I guess. But I, I, I remember Preston doing stuff and Devontae Wyatt doing stuff. And obviously the turnovers, whether or not that was to our credit or just Miami being stupid, I don't know. But yeah, I, I remember that too. I'm screaming at my TV, get the ball! And Preston's just, I mean, they're, they're, it's like they're standing there staring at the football. It's one thing if they're celebrating and don't see it. I swear they look right at it, and they're like, ah, he's probably down. Get the ball. Oh, it throws me insane. And then that big, that big throw to, to Waddle. And the thing that I hate more than anything is when announcers give credit to the wrong people. They do this all the time. All the time. And, and listen, Miami deserved credit for that. But you had guys running wide open. You had broken coverages. And then you had guys who were jogging behind him. You had Jair completely whiff on a tackle. And all he really had to do was slow him down and he would have gotten tackled. He decides to come in with a full head of steam and just completely whiff. And so it ends up what, what, what should have been just a pretty big gain turned into a touchdown because this, this defense was just completely inept. And every single pass after that was like 20 yards. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to go back and kind of see and, and look at the stats specifically first half, second half, and... Um, kind of look more at that because I, I also wonder, aside from the big throws, what did they even do? Not that you need to do much. If you throw the pass 40 yards twice, you know, there you go. It's, it's two completions, but you got seven. 
But at the same time, four turnovers will hide a lot of blemishes. You know, what, what is the score if, if it's an equal turnover ratio? Is it 40 to 26? 41 if it's three touchdowns? You know, I, I don't know. They only needed one touchdown. We had three more turnovers. So I'll be uh, interested to go back and see if it was like the defense really, really, really played well. Or if they played like garbage for four quarters and just happened to get four, four really good plays that caused us to win the game. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? Chris from Alabama, man. Hey. Uh, Halftime down by seven. Still a ball game. By the way, how crazy was that? That 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 was that was one of. I'm not going to say the worst, but that was one of the worst halves I've seen from the Packers, at least in a long time, just in terms of everything going wrong, special teams notwithstanding. Special teams, best I've seen in years. Um, but everything, just and, and just stupid stuff. Again, fumbled, ex- handoff exchanges getting fumbled. Wh- how does, what are we talking about here? That doesn't even make any sense. But then it's halftime, and you're, looking, you're down by seven. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's wrong. We are down by at least 17, and the graphics people are just stupid because that doesn't make any sense. Defense is terrible. Joe Barry has to go. Joe Barry definitely has to go because <laughs> I don't know what kind of damn this, this soft zone he and Tua is just picking it apart, man. And it's all the deep passes. It's just all, I ain't going to put it all on Joe Barry. It's execution too. It was like Rasul Jondorati wasn't posted. Rudy Ford was out of position. Just all type of bad stuff on the defense so far. But uh, a little good, too. Preston uh, with the sack. Almost got the strip fumble. Uh, Deron Reed with the strip fumble at the end of the half. To make it a seven-point game, we get the ball second half. Hey, it is what it is, man. Let's, let's go out here and win it, man. It's, it's out for the taking. We can win it. The, the, the game not over yet, man. So go pack, go, man, and we gonna get it together in the second half and gonna make this run. The Joe Barry thing is is tricky because, again, the defense feels like it's been bad all year. On the other hand, statistically, it's it's been pretty good the last several weeks, even though I don't feel like I've seen that at all. Um, even and then you look at this game and it's like well, the defense was terrible, pretty much the entire game. But they kept them to 20 and got four turnovers and did a bunch, you know, it was, it was pretty much all big plays, you know, sacks and turnovers and whatnot. But they still did it. But they were also still kind of bad. But also it, the results are all that matters. And, and, and I think the thing that scares me the most is if we definitively conclude Joe Barry is not the problem, his scheme is just airtight, can't fail, and it's just pure execution, and so we're not getting rid of Joe Barry, what you're saying to me is you're screwed. Because you can replace a defensive coordinator. You cannot replace an entire defense. You think Jair's leaving? You think Quay's leaving? You think Preston's going anywhere? You think Rashawn's going anywhere? It's going to be the same defense. It's the same defense next year. You cannot fix it. You can add a couple new pieces, but they're going to be rookies. And that's not going to do anything. Jair's your cornerstone, and Rashawn and Preston and Stokes. And I know uh, Rashawn and Stokes are out, but it wasn't very good when Rashawn was here, and Stokes is having a pretty bad year. So, you know, either we get somebody else that can get the best out of this group, 
because we've seen much better out of everybody, or we say, nope, the uh, the defense is airtight, the execution just isn't there, and no, we're not going to go get a new defense in which these guys can execute better because, oh, well, shut up and do your job, you bunch of idiots. I don't know. And and they don't play with any energy. Like you said, the the, the fumble was there. They didn't go for it. The tackling is terrible. The, the, the effort and the energy and all that is just lack. Oh, well, suck it up. They just need to be better. Well, can we go get somebody that can inspire them? Nope. They need to inspire themselves. Can we get a scheme that that you know they it, even if it's just a mental thing? Not not they they can't execute this. Can we find something maybe a little simple? Nope. They need to man up and execute. Okay, but it's not happening. They're not going to motivate themselves. They're not going to just magically learn how to do the right things and be in the right spot. So you're saying, oh well, suck it up. You need to be better. Again, we're living in the world of ought. They ought to be playing better. They should just figure it out. They should just be in the right spot. They should just be more motivated, but they're not. It doesn't just have to come down to, you know, Joe Barry's scheme is either flawed and he gets fired or it's or it's not the problem and he stays. Maybe it's not the problem and he still gets fired. Because I, I don't know what else to say. And again, I don't even know if we're supposed to say that this is a bad defense. Is this a bad defense? Because I watched them play like garbage. But then four turnovers and how many sacks were in this game? Defense. Sacks. Two sacks. Seven. Which side are the Packers on? Six passes defensed. Three interceptions. Um... If two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, two sacks, 16 total sack yards, 35 tackles in the game, two tackles for a loss, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just completely confused. I, 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 I know that I don't like the way this defense plays. I know that even in this game, which the results were great, I was pretty disappointed with it. But it is hard to argue with the results over the last several weeks. So I don't know. Again, like everything else, I'm going to let these next couple weeks play out if they continue to play the way they have. And the, the biggest, I, I played the video for you yesterday or the day before of the guy coming out and, and talking about how, I don't know if it was the second half or the fourth quarter, but this is the second best defense in the NFL after the 49ers at closing out football games. All right, so I, I kind of went out and found it. Um, according to this, since week eight, the Packers have the third best second half defense and are tied for number one with the 49ers in the fourth quarter. However, I don't believe... Let me check here. Okay, so those those games were updated, New England and 49ers. So, so we are now officially tied with the 49ers because the 49ers actually did give up um, six points in the fourth quarter and a grand total of 13 points in the second half. Anyways, we're sitting at 225, so the uh, we, we've turned the corner here. Jer- Jersey Mike would uh, like to give us an update. <laughs> Jersey Mike again. <laughs> I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is brain dead or if he's absolutely incapable of admitting how garbage he is. But first off, he blames Dylan for, for putting the ball on the ground when it's Rodgers who didn't put the ball where it's supposed to be in the running best bread basket. Dylan had the basket open, and Rodgers didn't even look at where he was putting the ball, and then he blames it Dylan for not grabbing the ball from him. 
right? Because that makes any sense. And then number two, Dylan is wide open on your freaking play. He, 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 right, he, all you gotta do is lob it over the defensive line and it's a touchdown. No, no, let's just throw it to Lazard and lose three or four yards. You are ridiculous, Aaron Rodgers. I am sick and tired of watching you play football. All I want for you to do is go find the freaking hole and crawl in it. Thank you. Bye. All right, I guess we're not to the good part yet. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I, I got to go back. And I, I'm pretty sure what I saw was a high-quality Aaron Rodgers in the second half, but maybe I was way off on that. The, the All-22 helps, too, because you can see who's open and who's not, but I don't know. Anyways, now it's 3 o'clock. Pretty sure the game should be over. Steven Alaska would like uh, to address the uh, audience. I don't believe it, boys. Oh, man, I'm having shades of 2010 coming here. We're like, ha, did we keep winning? Did we get in the playoffs? <laughs> who, who could think that earlier in the season? It seemed so dark and so dark. And now it's like, man, we look good. Man, we could win some games here. Whew. Hey, go Pat, go. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm I'm still... You still... You, you can't help but watch that and think, you gotta be, you gotta tighten it up if you're gonna win. You know, uh, let's let's be honest. We we want us to win the Super Bowl, right? You gotta tighten that up a little bit. However, yeah, man, win streak, find ways to win. That's what the Vikings have done all year. The Vikings are a a, a mediocre at best team that battles and find ways to win close games. That's what the Packers did. It was a close game pretty much all the way through this. The offense and the defense rallied when it mattered, and. um Again, I think a big part of it is when you have a defense that's allowing, you know, seven points, seven and a half points or something in the uh, second half, two and a half points on average in the fourth quarter, it helps. <laughs> it helps when you have a defense that locks down in the second half, giving your offense an opportunity. So, um, yeah, good stuff. Jersey Mike's got one more, uh, one more for us, but why don't we take a break here? We only got a handful of calls left. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and see if uh, Jersey Mike is a little bit more happy on his third call of the day. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh, my feelings, even though we won, are still one thousand percent valid. All right, we won this game despite Aaron Rodgers. It, this defense, I don't know if they want. I I don't know what they want. Honestly, whatever they did second half, they shut the hell out. I'll take it. Maybe they heard me screaming at them in the beginning of the game. Here, we got really lucky. I'll be honest. Some of them calls were were horrible both ways. Yeah, but like, still need Aaron Rodgers to get benched. I I think Jordan Love takes us to the Super Bowl. I I don't think Aaron Rodgers, unless some miraculous miracle happens, I don't think I don't think this offense can beat beat uh beat anybody in the playoffs if we make it there. Well, I'll, I'll say this to back you up. It's the same thing I say, you know, whenever I get into arguments with Bears fans about Justin Fields, they go to look at this pass, look at that pass. Oh, now what? Every quarterback in the NFL can make that pass once, right? A lot of go- Mitch Trubisky, rem- I, Justin Fields is like Mitch Trubisky with legs to me, which I mean, it, it's it's somewhat scary, right? But I feel like Mitch Trubisky every single week had that beautiful dime down the field shot for 50 yards I know because every year I was scared, every game. And I, I go through this with Justin Fields. Like, oh, please don't, please don't turn the corner here. Please don't let this be the game. And he throws that beautiful throw, and it's like, oh, crap. Trubisky's going to be a good football player. we got to sit here and deal with this forever. And then it just, it's not consistent, and it just kind of falls apart. So, you know, having, I'm trying to think. Was it, was it three just absolute dimes? That's cool. But three dimes compared to four quarters of football, and I don't know, how many times did he throw the football? He threw it 38 times. So there are 35 other passes, and I'm not saying they were all bad. Again, I liked Rodgers in the second half. You know, we, we, I'll, 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 I'll allow that to be amended one way or another. But, you know, I think the thing that was always special about Aaron Rodgers was always those throws. It was always those magic throws. That's what gave him the notoriety and all the, the, all, all the accolades. But it was always tied to a guy that was extremely just accurate and proficient and careful. And when that goes away, I'm just not as enamored with those couple throws, which is why I'm nervous overall. Second half Rodgers, I liked it. So does that mean you want Rodgers to continue playing and think that things are going to be great? No, because it's one half of a football game. And if your quarterback's only good for one half, your quarterback sucks. That's the reality. The best quarterbacks are a consistent quarterback. Look at the Eagles. 
Look at Jalen Hurts. You think Jalen Hurts is doing all this Pat Mahomes behind the back, no look? No, he is proficient. That's what the Eagles have done all year. They're, they're proficient. Good blocking, good run game, good scheme, good receivers, and a quarterback that just delivers. Boom, 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 boom. He doesn't need to do all the crazy stuff. And it's when he starts to go downhill, which we've seen the last two weeks now. Well, not this past week, but I think the two weeks prior. Or was it just, I don't know, the Bears game I know was a little rough. And it was just a whole lot of fe- uh, um, of just looking at Jalen and saying, what are you doing? All I need is to not ever have to say, what are you doing? As long as I don't say that, I'm probably okay. I don't need magic. I love magic Aaron Rodgers. I love it. Again, those those pinpoint passes on the run, it gets me so excited. But you know what? I don't think there's any redeeming this year to where we could look back and go, actually, he was really good this year. That's never going to happen. What we need from Aaron Rodgers, and don't, don't get me wrong, I will take Magic Rodgers. What we really need is four quarters of never saying, what are you doing? I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I, I, it was, I had to bite my tongue so hard on that, on that sack of 15 freaking yards. We were on the five-yard line and ended up on the 20 because Rodgers doesn't know to throw the ball away. Not to mention, it looked like he had guys open, but we'll leave that alone. He took a 15-yard sack, and I'm sitting here going, our, our 15-year veteran, multiple MVP, back-to-back Super Bowl champion, this guy's making rookie mistakes. This is year one, like, hey, I know you're new at this, but this is basic. This is even in year one, you're expected to know this stuff. Come on, throw the ball away. Launch it over a guy's head. You cannot take a 15-yard sack at the five-yard line. So again, I freaking loved what I saw later in the game. But that first half is... I mean, I you know, and, and the thing is, against better competition, remember, Miami's a, a 500 team. What are they, 8-8 eight and eight right now? 8-7? and seven? You, get a, you go up against some of these better teams like the 49ers and that elite defense. You go up against, you know, whatever. Teams with better offenses. Teams, you have to be much more proficient than that. You don't get a full half of whoops-a-daisies. You cannot... Our first two drives, we had... Uh, Basically, the, the first kickoff, I think, got returned to about the 10 or the 5-yard line. And the next one was a squib kick. We started on, like, the 50. If I'm not mistaken, we didn't get touchdowns on either of them. Maybe we did. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, that first one ended in a field goal. No, oh, we did get a touchdown in the next. That was the Mercedes Lewis touchdown. And on fourth down, no less. So, anyways, the point is, I, I don't know that we 100% see eye-to-eye on the full four quarters, Jersey Mike, but uh, I, will, I will meet you halfway at the very least and say... Overall, that's not going to cut it. It's not. And, you know, again, like I said earlier, it really just goes to show the contrast of how good the team is when you have peak Aaron Rodgers compared to how bad this team is when you, when you have that, whatever that is, version of Aaron Rodgers. And it wasn't just Rodgers, but, but I mean, you know, you, you just you can't even compare. That's, that's the thing. The quarterback position is just much more important. When his passes are all off a little bit and he's airmailing guys that are open down the field, I can't compare that to an Alan Lazard drop. I'd be like, yeah, well, Lazard dropped one. Okay. Well, Dobbs dropped one. Okay. Doesn't exactly have the impact over the, over the full course of the game. A drop compared to just two full quarters of, good Lord, dude, what are you doing? You, 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 especially when you get to the play, and this is the whole team. There needs to be a tightened up, buttoned up version 
that just does not have this many mistakes. That goes for play calling, the receivers, the blocking, the quarterback, everybody. But there's nobody more important than Aaron Rodgers. And if he's off, we don't win, period. If we get another half of Rodgers like that, we're not winning. We will, we will get knocked out of the playoffs. We're not going to get four turnovers in a game to save us and bail us out. I'll be happy to eat my words if we end up going to the Super Bowl on a game like that where Rodgers plays like garbage for a half, but we get four turnovers and win the game with a last-second field goal. I will eat my words so good. <laughs> well, game just ended with Nico. Hey, Nico. Potato, Idaho. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, you know, I mean, it was obviously it was a win. That's great. Um, it's kind of funny. Green Bay will play a team and like play like crap all day and either almost win or win, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, just, they could have really, I mean, could have scored a couple more touchdowns, obviously. The red zone offense is horrible. Um, yeah. But uh, they held them to no points in the second half. That's that's pretty big. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, the three interceptions really helped. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's a win. I ain't going to complain. Um, unlike, apparently, half of Facebook. I, I'd forgotten why I hadn't been on there in so long, and I went on today just a little. It was just complainers and complainers like, okay, I mean, I guess that's, that's how y'all roll. I mean, I... I understand you, you can't have, I mean, every play, this guy's like going, the play call is horrible. Like, oh, it's a good play call too, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, the other team has, they got played too and they can run. So, I mean, you're not going to, everyone's not going to hit. <clears throat> That's football. If you don't understand that, you should probably like uh, watch another sport. But, uh, happy to win. Uh, I hope Christian's not hurt. I hope homeboy, uh, Guy running with kickoff returns. I can't remember his name. I hope he's hope he's good. Uh, good to see the defense step up with some interceptions. I kind of want the Packers to keep winning, but defensively play bad, if that makes sense. Because I, the last thing I want is for them to go, oh, it looks like Barry pulled the defense together the last half of the year. We're going to keep next year. So I, I want us to just score like 35 points a game and give up like 29 and and win, you know, because I just don't want him to be back next year. But anyways, great win. Um uh, Christian Watson was on pace to get 12 catches. I mean, he could be, he could be a real number one, uh, just if he don't get hurt, you know? So, uh, let's just run this back next week. Uh, hopefully Minnesota is, it's going to be one degree next week when we play them. Dome teams don't do too good in that kind of weather. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, go pack, go. Yeah, man. Um, I'm with you. <laughs> you uh, m- mentioned the second half thing, and I'll, I'll elaborate because I just figured this out. This is the um, third, fourth quarter shutout in a row. The last team to score in the fourth quarter against the Green Bay Packers was the Eagles, and they only scored six. And then before that was the Titans, who scored seven. Um, so they, they have been a real solid fourth quarter to second half team, for sure. Again, third best second half team number one fourth quarter defense in the NFL. Now, what does that say about us in the first half? I don't know. But if you had to choose, I mean, if, if from a mathematical standpoint, it doesn't matter, right? If you give up, you know, 20 in the first half and zero in the second or zero in the second uh, in the first and 20 in the second, it doesn't matter. Well, it kind of does. It's one thing to tighten up and help your team come back and, and lead a, a win and finish strong. It's another to collapse, but just not enough to lose the game. 
in my mind, that makes a big difference. Um, as far as Christian, you mentioned his injury. I, I I think it was Ryan Wood had tweeted out that he had talked to Christian. Christian said, yeah, I'll be fine. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming you can take him at his word on that. I haven't listened to the press conferences or anything yet, but I'm sure that'll be, there'll be some clarification on that. And yeah, I was I was thinking about that too because I you know again I had mentioned how I think this will be a a Watson and Lazard game and um, you know Watson didn't have those big game breakers necessarily but just the amount of passes he caught um, I, I I guess I should look it up but I would be confident in saying this is one of his best games from a reception standpoint and he only played a half of a game yeah he had uh, he's been very consistent. His reception since week 10, 4 4 4 3 4. But as you mentioned, on, on track for 12 in this game, he had six and a half. Which, and as I've been saying, it really just rounds him out. As much as I would love for him to be the guy that gets a 50 yard bomb and, and four touchdowns every single game, it's nice that he is that guy and can be that guy. He's, he's a deep threat, he stretches the field, he's a touchdown threat. But also, he's becoming a reception guy, especially, again, in man coverage. They're going to keep going to him because he's just too quick and he gets away from people. And you're talking double-digit receptions in a game, potentially? That's pretty exciting. Now, I'm sure it won't be long before somebody mentions this is like his third injury of the year, so there's a little bit of concern for his body and holding up, but whatever. Um, We'll just leave that alone and fingers crossed and whatnot. Miracle in Miami. I have to admit, I was on my seat thinking this game has no chance of having a good outcome yep. at some point. So many guys going down, but the next man stepped up. Players we haven't seen a lot from make some big plays. The defense finally shows up and proves us wrong, and I'm glad they did because it's a Christmas miracle. I can't believe how that defense came alive and, and made some plays that we definitely need to have happen. Let's hope this is the turning point. Bring on the Vikings. I'm out. Yeah, I um, I was similar. I, I, I wanted to give up, but again, at the end of the half, we were down by a score, and, and I just thought, you know, again, the, the first thought I had is this game is over. This is trash. Like, I'm, I'm so upset that it has to end this way. You know what I mean? Like, we we have the ability. We we have more than enough ability to win this game and to play a, a solid four quarters and and just just not collapse. You know what I mean? And we just can't do it. And then you look and it's it's a one score game. And it's like man, if they can just come out of there at halftime and just be a better team, it it, it doesn't even matter necessarily. Yeah, well, Miami actually looks really good and they're scary. And what are we going to do about the the big play, dude? We have played like crap and we're down by a score. What if we come out and don't play like crap? And we get the ball first? Like if 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 we drive down the field and get a touchdown, it's a tie game. And you know, stuff happens, man. People get fired up, people get they they rally. So as much as I wanted to give up, um it just it you know, stuff happens. I mean, the if the Vikings come come back down 33, I'm pretty sure we can manage a one-score deficit. But uh you know, they, they just needed to turn it on. I, I didn't think they would necessarily, obviously, because I just watched a half of, of pure garbage, um, not including special teams. I need to keep throwing that caveat in there because Keyshawn Nixon is just my favorite person on planet Earth, and I hope he's doing okay. 93-yard kick return? Are you freaking kidding me? I got chills just coursing through my body just saying that out loud. 
man, I just, I never want him to stop. I just, I just, I mean, just kick the ball off every single time. They freaking squib kicked it. They squib, they gave it to us on the 50. You know how excited Aaron Rodgers was because they kicked it away from him? Now they're not just kicking it away. They're like, dude, just give it to him in the 50 because I don't want Keyshawn getting it because he's going to get it beyond the 50. I mean, I think that was a poorly executed squib kick if I had to guess, but still, they freaking gave it to us at midfield because they're that scared of Keyshawn Nixon after his 93-yard kick return to start the freaking game. Man. I asked, I, I asked the question last week, is he the most explosive player on this team? And I knew people would be like, eh, I don't know, we got Watson and all that. Is it even a question at this point? No disrespect to Christian Watson, he's a game-breaker. But every freaking time the guy touches the ball, he had, he had one return that was like a, in my mind, it was a, a, a failure. And he got to the 25-yard line. Like, that was a disappointment. Dude, if Amari got back to the 25, I was, I was doing backflips. Like, dude, that is awesome. Thank you so much for, for first of all, catching it and holding on to it. But number two, you got all the way to the 25? Dang, son! That is solid. Keyshawn does that. I'm like, oh, man, what happened? You guys aren't blocking or what? What are you doing? Come on now. You, you, need to, you guys need to suck it up and man up a little bit here. Block for your man. 25, that's, that's garbage. Do you know what? The, this is the Green Bay Packers, dude. Special teams is what we do. Get out of here, 25-yard line. Oh, man, that's easy. So I'm just lining up. I seen number 10 motion over. Hey, Jones. I seen number 10 coming across the field. I said, oh, snap, he's bad. So I bagged off. When I bagged off, I seen him coming. He ran right in front of me. I was like, wow, is he really overthrowing it? No. Took it down the sideline, turned up with my guy, gave the football to a little kid wearing 23. I love it. What? What was that? Was that a defender talking about the Christian Watson thing? Oh, that might have been Jair. I heard him say number, I listened to it again, number 10. I saw him coming up across the field, and he was fast, and then he thought, is he really overthrowing it? I bet that was Jair talking about his pick, if I had to guess. Anyways, we got one more call here from Joe, the janitor from Connecticut, Mr. Shalom. Hey, Ryan. Hey. It's uh, Joe. Hey, Joe. The janitor. The janitor. So, you know, I wanted to just call and say, that was a great game, man. Merry Christmas again. Um, you know, I got to say that the defense actually came through with the interceptions. Um, I mean, the balls were kind of thrown right to them, but still. Uh, thus, I still think we should fire Joe Barry, but for now, um, pretty happy with the performance. I can't believe we won. Um, well, I can believe we won, but... Team showed some heart, and uh, it's the first half. And like we really don't have an offense and defense, but we have a special team. It's crazy, right? Right. We have a special team. I said to my father as we were watching the game, I'm like, you know, if we had this special team play last year, we would have, or actually the last two years, we would have won the Super Bowl probably both years. But our special teams let us down. And, um, yeah, you know the story. But, I get you know, it. I'm extremely happy over here at the Joe the Janitor family house, household. And, uh, again, I want to say, go Pack Go. Uh, Merry Christmas to the Packernet family. And um, we'll talk soon. Shalom. 
Well, I appreciate that. And yeah, it's, it is depressing because, you know, but, but here, here's the thing. Every team that looks back, you, you got 31 teams every year that look back and say, dang, we suck, <laughs> right? We didn't, we didn't quite get there. And of those, of those 31, a lot of them had hopes, whether that be in the off season, which was quickly dashed or, you know, they, they actually made a run at it. And for every one of those teams, I'm sure you can come down to, man, if only. If only he'd have missed that or made that kick. If only he'd have caught that pass. If only, you know, our, our quarterback didn't go out or, or this was better or that was better. There's always something. And I really think it comes down to, it's just, it's so hard to have everything. You know, if you're going to, you have to have really solid, consistent play. You know, for, for example, if you don't have a good defense, you're probably not going to win the Super Bowl, period. If you have a really bad offense, you're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. If you don't have a good quarterback, you're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. On top of that, if your special teams is abysmal, you're going to have a hard time winning the Super Bowl. Field position matters. And even if you have all that, do you have a team that's going to play consistently? Because the Packers, oh man, we had a great offense until we got into the playoffs and saw the 49ers and couldn't score any points whatsoever, or Tampa, or whatever year we're talking about. So yeah, it, it does suck to look. I mean, you know, what if we had had Christian Watson and, and Devontae? What if we had had a special teams, you know? Uh, what if we had had a better defensive coordinator at, at this time instead of Petten or instead of Barry last year? You know, what if we had Devontae this year? What if he didn't leave? What if he didn't force his way out? If he had actually stayed, we still would have Devontae and Rodgers being able to key in on him and the run game being... If anything, you want to talk about missed opportunity, Devontae really screwed us. The run game is looking better than it ever has. Offensive line is really clicking. Christian Watson has opened up this offense in a way that we haven't really seen. If we had Devontae in this mix, dude, first of all, I think we'd probably be in the playoffs today. It'd be a done deal. It'd be a battle between us and the Vikings probably to see who ends up winning the division. We might be behind, we might be behind in that race, but we would not be sitting in this position. But, you know, again, only one team figures it out. Only one team is able to get that right combination uh, and it's not just that. I mean, it's you got to have the right coach. You got to have the right GM. You got to have the right, you know, you got to have an offensive line that can block. You got to have a defensive line, you know, a strong defensive line that can stop the run and, and generate pressure. Got to have pressure. Got to have pass rushers. Got to have corners. Got to be able to play pass defense. Got to shut down the pass. It's so important to shut. All these things are critically important. And then it all has to come together just perfectly, regardless of how you, how you played in September, October. It all has to come together in December and January. And to get that consistency and, and, and to play all the way through and to win and to get into the Super Bowl and then to play your best at the, you know, while you're in the, you know, it's just, I don't know. You're right. It, it sucks, but there's going to be a lot more. It sucks because the, the bottom line is it's just so hard to have everything. And most of the time you're not. But anyways, I appreciate all the calls. Thank you guys so much. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas. The uh, Green Bay Packers obviously helped us out with that, but I hope everything's going okay with you and your family and everything. And I just wish you guys the best. Have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.